You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. Welcome back to another Whole Half podcast. I've been MIA on here because I've been going through some stuff in my life behind the scenes. I've disclosed to my communities that I am going through a divorce. It's been a tough time, lots of transition, figuring out what's next. So I've had to put some things like my podcast on the back burner, um, but I'm trying to slowly get back into them in a way that is consistent and manageable and sustainable for myself so that I don't get burnt out while dealing with everything that I'm dealing with behind behind what social media displays. So that's me being honest and authentic with you, with where I've been. But it's a rainy Sunday. I'm just sitting in sweats on my bed and thought that I could record a podcast. Why not? It's a perfect day for it. So I'm here and we're going to talk about skincare. This is a topic that I put out a poll on my stories a while back, like probably a month or so ago. And this was the one that had the highest um, request rate. Most people wanted to hear about skincare. I can't remember the other topic that I put in there in the poll, but skincare won. So I've jotted down some notes and I'm going to talk about skincare. Um, it's funny because growing up, I never did anything with my face. I literally washed it with bar soap. Um, I thought it was like, I don't know, I thought it was too extra to be putting anything on my face besides just washing it with soap. And frankly, now <laughs> I feel like a queen using the products and, and the things that I do in order to prioritize my skincare. Um, but it's so funny that growing up, I mean, it's not funny, but you know what I mean when I say it's funny that growing up, I thought it was like looked down upon to use products and to prioritize your skincare. It's just so crazy to me. But once I went to college in, let me see, 2014, I went to UNH. I skied for a year there. Um, and I just remember I would be studying in the library and I'd have my head in my hand on the desk, kind of like you're leaning over your book, you're propping your head up with your hand and you're reading or whatever. And I would just remember like feeling my forehead and wondering like, how in the world do I have this much acne on my face? Like I never had acne. It was brand new for me and I hated it. And it was like, so it was such an insecurity of mine and wearing it, we roller skied all the time and wearing a helmet didn't help. Um, and getting all sweaty on my forehead and hats and headbands. So that was really when acne became an insecurity of mine. Um, at the time, I knew nothing about it. I didn't know that there were so many underlying reasons as to why I was dealing with that. But I was dealing with it. It was uncomfortable. And I know that there are so many other people out there that have felt the same way, if not are feeling the same way right now. Um, so that's when the awareness of acne and how awful it made me feel not just for how it looked but it hurt like it was not fun having this kind of um, irritation on my face so that's when that's when it really started and now looking back knowing what I know 
there's no surprise. I was overtrained. My hormones were whack. My cycles were not regular. I wasn't watching what I was eating at all and not quantity. I'm not talking about, oh, I was eating 500 calories more than I should have. No, it was watching the, the ingredients, the fillers, all the extra gunk that they put in food that we shouldn't be eating. Like it's just inflammatory and hurtful to our systems. Um, and that's, I'm coming from a place of just my own education. I'm not a doctor, but I've just learned so much on how foods are very inflammatory, certain foods, and they definitely play a role in inflaming our skin and creating acne because all those toxins, they've got to come out somehow. So if we're not sweating enough or um, detoxing in ways that can keep up, our body then pushes them out through acne and things like that, rashes, different things. So, um, like I said, no surprise that I was dealing with what I was dealing with. I was super stressed with school, overtrained, like I said. Um, I was definitely depressed. Like, that was the hardest year of my life. I knew nothing about nutrition. I remember I would bring, um, we had those, like, big cups that you could fill up with, like, they were, like, plastic and they had, like, inspirational quotes on them. I got one at the bookstore and I just fill it up with those mini chocolate chip cereals, um, like mini chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I loved it. My mom never let us had sh have sugar cereal when we gr grew up like at home. So when I got to college and we had like all these cereal dispensers and ice cream machine and whatever, I was like, heck yeah, like I'm going to eat all this stuff that I wasn't allowed to. But little did I know how much it was affecting me and really just um, hurting me in the long run. So I was not necessarily doing anything to help myself. But after that year, I transferred to St. Lawrence University. I can't say the acne got any better. Like, I didn't really make much improvement. Um, but once I got to SLU, the stress definitely decreased. I did not continue skiing. So there were steps that I made unknowingly that that helped my situation. And you're probably noticing, like, I'm not talking about products yet. Like, this is all lifestyle. There's so much more to acne than what you're putting on your skin. Your skin is the largest organ in your body. Like, yes, it's important what you're putting on it, but also there's so much that comes from within stress, lifestyle, things like that. So when I got to SLU was actually when I first discovered yoga. I did my first yoga class um, in the chapel there. I can't remember the name of the hall, but the, the SLU yoga club was my first yoga class ever, and it was super cool. Um, I had no idea that I would go on to become such a passionate yogi. I actually hated my first yoga class, but there was something about it that I kept coming back to. Like, I, I found that I was less stressed whenever I practiced yoga. So I kept coming back to it slowly, things like quitting the ski team, learning how to exercise in balance rather than going and exercising for hours on end just to say that I could go have a piece of cake, which was such a disordered way of thinking. Um, and I see that, and I, I've come a long way since then, but all of that just played such a large role in my body being out of rhythm and funked up, for lack of a better way of saying it. <laughs> um, but when I went to France in fall of 2017, I think is when I made the biggest leap away from the struggles I was dealing with with my skin. Um, so that was about three years later. And when I lived in France, my host mom and I 
only ate from the farmer's market. I mean, there were some natural, like, groceries we would go around to to get the things that we needed, like canned coconut milk or, or things like that. Um, but really, the majority of our food came from the farmer's market that we went to each weekend. And that's when I really noticed a big difference in my skin. Now, granted, I wasn't eating enough. I'm not even going to deny that. That's when I got really, really thin. I wasn't giving my body enough nutrition. Um, but the the foods that I was eating were cleaner. They didn't have any hidden gums or oils or sugars that were processed and inflammatory to my system. So my skin actually cleared up a lot, and that was super cool. Of course, I had other things to be dealing with um, on top of it. It's never just a one-and-done one thing. There's always layers there. Um, but that was one of the layers, and that's when I really realized, like, oh, wow, what I'm eating is definitely affecting this. And that was just the beginning. I would say my awareness of it was still very subconscious at that point, but, like, little times I'd notice, like... I would just notice that like, oh, my skin is better and this is what I'm doing differently. Like, I wonder if that's connected. I didn't really make educated connections at the time, um, but that's when it really started. My awareness started. So when I came home from studying abroad, graduated, got back home, started eating like an American again, um, lots of pressures from people around me saying, I was too thin, I just needed to eat normal food again, and granted, yes, I was thin, but I let other people's opinions um, infiltrate me and what I felt comfortable doing, and that's my own fault, that's not theirs. Um, I wasn't strong enough to stand up for what, what I really believed in and eating great fresh food, and I just kind of reverted back to doing whatever and not really caring and not really watching because I thought... <laughs> Having an eating disorder, well, you've got to eat the donut, you've got to eat the ice cream and not care and not let it bother you at all in order to um, prove that you don't have an eating disorder. Now, I think it's great to have balance and be able to enjoy a birthday party without feeling guilty. However, there is a line between knowing balance and being able to just have a good time, but also being able to stand up for what you know is best for your body. Um... It really bugs me the mentality out there of, oh, just eat the donut to, like, if you eat the donut, you don't have an eating disorder anymore. Actually, that that's false because eating that donut, what's in that donut? The inflammatory ingredients are going to flare up your gut and give you acne and then that's a whole mental, um, it, it just like brings down your your mental state because you're just not feeling well and you're not thinking clear. So for me, that's something that really bugs me in diet culture these days. That's a whole nother topic. Um, like I said, I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything like that. But I have an experience in this and I've dealt with those turbulent emotions of I'm coming out of an eating disorder and they're telling me that I should be able to eat all of this junk food and just feel fine about it when I eat it and I feel horrible. I don't think that that's right. I don't think that that is anything better than having an eating disorder because then what are you doing? You're just going the opposite direction. I think that it's very important that you educate yourself on, um, through awareness, just educating yourself on what foods do I eat that make me feel great? What foods do I eat that don't make me feel great? Anyway, I'm kind of getting off the topic of skincare, but I guess you're probably understanding through this <laughs> little rant that diet was a huge 
peace for me. And even still, I'll get into a little bit more of that present day. It's like, I know exactly what sets me off. I know exactly what causes acne. If it comes up on my face, I can literally pinpoint it to what I've eaten. Now, I don't feel guilty about those things that I've eaten. I make the conscious decision to eat them, but it's my mind in the back of my mind knowing, you know what, I'm I'm going to eat this and I want to eat this, but I know that this is an inflam- inflammatory um, food for me, so I'm not going to eat as much or I'm going to really limit the amount that I intake on that. Um, anyway, so that's my little rant on that. But when I got home from France, that's kind of what happened. I just got back into what everyone else thought I should be doing. And I really, I lost myself again. And that was the beginning of a three to four year process of finding myself again, still working on it. Um, But that summer I got engaged. We got married in 2019 and then we split up in May of 2021. So just a couple months ago. Um, And it was a very stressful time. I saw my eating disorder flare up again. I saw my acne flare up again. I just stopped taking care of myself. I stopped prioritizing exercise. I, it was awful. It was a really awful time. Um, yeah, really awful. Sorry, but, um, it was really awful. Anyway, so when I finally moved out in May, um, I was already getting back to myself. Um, I would say the last month or two of our marriage was a lot of awareness of what was really wrong with where we were at and what really needed to change. Um, And ultimately it ended in us deciding to separate, which was not an easy decision. But my health, my skin, my my body, my mental health, everything was a huge factor in that decision. Um, And I would say in December was the worst of it. That's when I really was like, "Mm, something's really not okay here. My skin was at its worst. I really was not taking care of myself. I wasn't even exercising. I wasn't watching what I was eating at all. Like it was just, Anna was (laughs) a runaway train. Um, and it took a lot of family and friends and support from people that really cared about me. And I would say just a side note, that was humbling to realize how many people really cared about me in that process and still do and are supporting me through that. But, um, they could see it too. They saw how not okay I was. And I think it was them noticing before I even noticed so coming out of it in May, um, yeah, it it was just like a big, long chapter of trial. Um, but I like through it, there were things that I found towards the end that really helped me pull through. Um, and that's what I'm going to get into talking about now. But I guess just to give you a back story of my skin, my health, my overall um, wellness, it wasn't just the products that I used that helped me clear up my skin. It wasn't it wasn't at all a one and done deal. Like I said, it was an onion that had a lot of layers and the stress, my environment, 
um, my diet, my lifestyle, they were all factors. And once I picked away one by one, things slowly started to get better. Things started to clear up. Um, so in, let me think, February or January, I actually had enough. I had been, I'll be honest, I was using Beauty Counters Regimen. I think it was the, it was the Gray Bottles um, Counter Time. I can't, can't remember the name of the, um, the regimen I was using, but it just wasn't doing enough. And I think at the time, because my diet and lifestyle and stress were all on piled on top, like using topical stuff was just not enough. Um, but I decided to change it up and use something else because I was like, I, it was getting to the point where my anxiety over how I like how my face looked like I didn't I was canceling plans I remember I had a yoga photo shoot one day and I literally I canceled it because I just I couldn't I was like I don't want to be seen I don't want pictures taken of me it was it was very sad and disheartening to to feel so ugh, discouraged by by it all um but anyway so I think in like January or February I changed it up and I tried Curology Curology is what gave me that head start with product wise. Um, lifestyle, diet, all that other stuff is important too. I don't, I don't want you to think that you're going to go get a product and it's going to fix your acne. It's definitely part of it. Um, there are practices that you can incorporate. But Curology, I put in all my info. I took photos, <laughs> those selfies they make you take that like make you look like you've got a mugshot going on. Yeah, I uploaded them. Someone created something for me. They sent it to me in the mail and voila, a couple weeks later, my skin was improving and wow, did it help my mental health. Now, I do think that we are all, um, we all have the difficult task of loving ourselves even when we are uncomfortable in our skin. I say difficult because it is not always easy. When my face was riddled with acne, I had a very tough time telling myself that I loved myself, but I still did it. Even if I didn't believe myself when I was saying it, I would tell myself, I love you. Um, it hurt. It was hard. I didn't like doing it. But what I'm trying to say is that it's important that we love ourselves no matter what state our physical appearance is in. Once our physical appearance comes along, boy, does that love take <laughs> a boost. Um, so when I finally started seeing improvements, I was like, wow, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to keep going. And finding a little bit of momentum like that really encouraged me to keep going. Um, so Curology was like that Kickstarter for me. I still use the face wash. I actually don't use the cream because I've substituted with other things that I've found that I like better. Um, I won't say Beauty Counter is bad, though. I still use a lot of Beauty Counter products. Just the regimen, like the face wash regimen I was using, was just it wasn't working for me at the time. I still have all the products. I use the face wash once in a while when I need like an exfoliant because it has little beads in it. Um, and I'll put all of these links in the show notes too. But I use the, there's still a lot of products I use for Beauty Counter. Their vitamin C serum has helped a lot with scarring on the sides of my face and my chin. Um, their overnight uh, resurfacing peel has really helped me. Their charcoal mask and I'll explain how I use this all when I get into like my actual self-care regimen that I practice now um but beauty counter has been a huge 
player. And the reason I love Beauty Counter is because they are committed to creating products that are free of toxins. I think they've banned like over 1,800 toxins or um, chemicals that have yet to be banned in your normal beauty or beauty products in like drugstores or whatever. Um, the FDA doesn't, um, they don't look at skincare as critically as I think that they should because skincare, you put it on your skin, your skin absorbs it, it goes into your body, biggest organ in your body. Um, so Beauty Counter is very committed to that purpose and that's why I love them. So I love their products. They're clean. They're free of the xenoestrogens, all those things that disrupt hormones. It's great. Um, like I said, diet really helped me. Raw cruciferous vegetables, great for detoxification. Um, dandelion tea. When <laughs> the dandelions came out in the spring, I was putting dandelions on my salad like they were going out of style. I mean, they were. They were going out of season soon, but... Literally, I would just, like, put dandelions on everything. Um, my my dog even grew to love them. He saw mom pick the dandelions, and then he was like, ooh, I'm into this, and he would eat them. I actually use them as treats sometimes when I didn't have any on me. It was really funny. But dandelions are really good for detoxification, so lots of things to support my detox system, my liver. Um, I did on top of the products, but um, the overnight resurfacing peel and beauty counter charcoal mask. So I'll get into how I, what I do now. Um, so for a while, like I was just using Curology, just trying to like make little improvements here and there. And that's what you've got to do until you find a regimen, a, a ritual, a routine that works for you. And I wish I could say that there's going to be a, an equation that you can plug in your name and it's going to work for you too. No, it's not going to be how it is. And I'm really sorry for that because I listened to podcasts. I watched videos on YouTube. I scrolled through Instagram transformation photos looking for those answers too. But I think the sooner you leave all of that external information behind and you look inward and ask yourself, all right, where am I out of balance? What can I do next for myself rather than just scrolling and wishing um, on what someone else's experience was. I think that's important. So I hope that this podcast encourages you to turn inward. Even though I'm, uh, I'm going to give you some ideas on like what my ritual looks like, I the big overarching theme is go journal. Go sit with your awareness and ask yourself, where am I out of balance? Because I guarantee you that is the first place you're going to start in healing from the inside out. Um, so my regimen today, I actually implemented this when I first moved home. This was in place even before I, um, I moved home and moved out in May, but I do a face mask every single morning. For a while, it was just the, like this homemade one that I made out of like honey and olive oil and lemon juice and some essential oils. Um, and as I run out, I just remake it. But now my my regimen is every single morning I wake up, um, I do oil pulling for my teeth, which is just coconut oil with a couple drops of peppermint oil. I swish it around for 10 minutes. Never, never uh, spit that out down the sink, by the way. It's clogs and then, yeah, it's just a, a nightmare. Put it in the garbage can. Anyway, um, <laughs> side note, but my, my face regimen is I, so every other day, it doesn't really have like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday structure, but every other day, so say it's Monday, Monday evening, I put on this overnight resurfacing peel from Beauty Counter. 
in the night when you're sleeping, it pulls those, those early blackheads, those early whiteheads, all that extra oil that's in your skin that's sitting there, it pulls it to the surface. Now, overnight, that's great. It pulls it out so it's not sitting in your skin. In the morning, after the nights that I've used that, I use the Beauty Counter Charcoal Mask to pull it out the rest of the way. The Beauty Counter Charcoal Mask, you put it on, it's like a... Mm, it's kind of like mud. You put it on, it is wet at first, and then it dries, and you feel your skin tightening, but you're going to notice that it like it has little oily spots on your nose, um, on the areas that you tend to have lots of oil on your skin. And even when it's dry, those spots will seem wet, but it's actually the mask pulling out all of that stuff that the overnight resurfacing peel um, pulled out the night before. Now, you don't need to use a resurfacing peel beforehand. I just find that they work really well together. So that's every other night. So say Monday, I put on the overnight resurfacing peel. Tuesday morning, I do the beauty counter charcoal mask. And then that night, Tuesday night, I would just put on the Curology, um, uh, whatever it's called, prescription uh, lotion. It's kind of like a lotion that they sent me. I use the Curology face wash in the morning and night. Um, but the Curology uh, prescription that they made just for me, I use in the evenings before bed. Um, and if it's a night that I use the overnight resurfacing peel, I use that before the resurfacing peel and then put the resurfacing peel on. Um, and then I use the Curology face wash morning and night, like I said. So on a Tuesday, say I did that charcoal mask the, that morning, that Tuesday night, I wouldn't put on the resurfacing peel. I would just use the Curology prescription. And then on Wednesday morning, I would use my homemade face mask or, which I've gotten into recently, is use like hemp oil or vitamin E oil and put it all over my face and do some sun or do some um, self face massage, which I've learned from Sun Health Fox, I think her name is on Instagram. I'll tag her in the description. Um, but I've learned how to use face cups. I bought some face cups. I use my hands. Um, so that face massage is really good for like lifting and strengthening the face muscles, contouring, all that kind of stuff. Super into it. I think it's great. I've seen improvements in my skin for it. Just like the complexion of my skin is great. So I use that or my homemade um, face mask, which is like honey and heliochrysum and tea tree oil. Heliochrystum is, um, I can't, I think that's the name. Yeah. It's like a long H name, <laughs> but it's like a very potent, great for acne essential oil. Um, I just got it on Amazon. Um, and I add those in and I add like coffee or like salt or sugar to add in a bit of exfoliation. Cause it's really good to exfoliate and get rid of all that dead skin, um, on your face regularly. If you're not doing that, you're just having like dead scaly flakes on your face and it's good to get rid of that stuff. Um, so I do that and or the face massage on the opposite mornings of the charcoal mask. And seriously guys, like this regimen of like exfoliating and extracting and moisturizing and just like constantly caring for my skin, it might seem like a lot, but when you add it in, like it's as important to me as brushing my teeth now. I literally look forward to getting up and going to bed because I get to do this to my face. Um, there's been other things that I've used. There was this, oh gosh, I think it was called the Banisher. It's kind of like micro needling. 
Um, but it's just like you can do it at home. It's like this little round. It's like the size of a nickel. has little points on it. I'll put the link in the bio again. Um, but little tiny points and you just kind of like dab your face with it here and there. You use it like every two weeks and it just really helps promote the collagen production beneath the uh, beneath your skin on your face. So that's been great. Like I can't even tell you how much improvement I've seen in scarring that I've had on my face. Like it's just not, it's not there anymore. I mean, there's still some deep ones that I have that I'm still working on. Um, but yeah, it's just been like just finding all of these things that work for me, improving my diet, improving my lifestyle, just getting creative and being patient with, okay, this, this person is doing this, like it might not work for me, but I'm going to give it a try. And really turning inward and being aware of, of yourself is such, like it's, it's a journey and it teaches you a lot about yourself. So I know that that was a lot. <laughs> we kind of got on some tangents. I hope it was educational though. And again, I really hope that it encourages you to turn inward. When we're struggling with something like acne, when we're struggling something like a rash, um, I don't know, anything like that, like even just like missing your cycle, there is always, always an underlying reason. And I, I can't even, like, I can't, I can't stress that enough. There's always an underlying reason. And your body is so wise. It's, it's so wise. And it wants to teach you exactly what needs to be done for it. But first, it's waiting for you to say, all right, let me check in with myself instead of constantly looking outward. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. Um, I've worked with Dr. Haley Schaff. I'll link her in the show notes too, because she's been a huge inspiration. I've worked with naturopaths, um, along my journey. If you have any questions, please reach out to me about that. But in the end, like you're, you know, your body, you know, your body the best. And if you sit there and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, dang, I have acne again. And you think about your lifestyle. Have you been stressed? Have you been eating fresh foods that are nourishing from the earth? You're likely going to be able to to answer yes or no to all of those questions and at least dial it in, even if then you have to go work with a professional on it, which I would highly encourage if you're just so lost on the on where to start. Um, even just honing it in there, asking yourself those questions so that then when you walk in that door to meet with whoever it is you're meeting with, you have an idea and you can help them navigate to where you think that you need to work on. So I hope that this was helpful. I just rambled for a half hour on skincare. Didn't even know that that was possible. But let me know what else you want to hear from me on. Um, we're in this together. This is a journey. None of this is medical advice. This is what worked for me. This is me sharing my story. That's the whole idea of this podcast, holding space um, for myself and others to just be real and and share it all. So that's what I'm doing here. Love you all. I'll talk to you all soon and see you back on the Whole Half Podcast soon. Yeah.